hello, welcome to episode five of the I Am Certain That This Is A Podcast podcast. I'm your host, Mark Paul Freeman, again, here with Daniel Fogato. Hello. And Anna herself. Hello. Uh, this is track five, episode five. Uh, we are talking about the song, Do I Not Believe Enough, which comes at kind of a turn in the album. Um, and this one may be a little bit shorter due to the shorter song. And we'll get into that. I feel like we need to take a second because we have a lot of fun doing this, <laughs> but nobody, everyone listening to this gets the serious side and you're giving, <laughs> Anna's giving me the eyes right now. <laughs> like, what stare. are you doing with our podcast? <laughs> but I think we'd all just had a good laugh and a good moment on the title of the podcast. And I think it would be great if you guys just give a little background as to why it's called the, I am certain that this is a podcast podcast. Cause maybe everyone's been laughing for four episodes going, that's a great title. Was there any other title that we could name this podcast? Anna? So I happen to be somebody who give likes the what they to want. think deeply, feel things deeply and make many stupid jokes along the way deeply many stupidly deeply deep, stupid <laughs> deeply stu- dumb yeah, jokes um and the i am certain i don't know it just we started making that as like jokes in our house like i i am certain that i'm glad i chose you is where it's obviously the hit song track two it's blowing up right now in Norway. Um, <laughs> what if it did, though? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what if it did? That'd be great. Um, so I, I don't know. I think we were just like, "What do we call the podcast?" And then that seemed like a funny, a funny title. And then we went with it. It's as deep as it went. Anna's certain about a lot of things. Sure of a lot of things. And she's certain that this is a podcast. And yeah, we're all certain that this is a <laughs> podcast. I also liked that it was the. I am certain that this is a podcast. Podcast. podcast i feel like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'm with extra you. color mm-hmm. i like that so where do we go from here we're gonna talk about our little song snippet that's what i yeah. call it yeah so this uh, we'll get into this but um this is kind of a precursor leading into the next song um and i'll let you tell the story of maybe how this became a song to begin with because this was not one of the songs you set out to write for the album it's kind of a transition song um and it pulls from themes from other parts um so maybe talk about just where the song even started because it came from something different yeah it's from the song revival episode six uh (laughs) upcoming (laughs) yeah upcoming so it's you could call it the chorus or you could call it the bridge of that song depending on how you look at it um but we had gone into it's definitely the bridge you called it. Well, the, it's definitely the I bridge. Agree. We'll get there, but I was going to say there's no chorus of that song. Yeah, yeah. Which is why the chorus a, is the ooze. Yes, which exactly. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so we recorded the choral parts in just like a super verby room, old church, and it was very fun. Rachel and I did it together, and it was like so majestic to be able to just sing full choir um and let your voice be huge and big and we were trying to figure out what i think like treatment to do to the choral vocals you like dan and i were talking back and forth what to do with it i had this super weird idea to uh 
take the guitar because it's like pretty acoustic guitar heavy um, and take it out and then drop everything out and just have the choral stuff in the middle of the song. And it was very That's weird right. and unexpected. And both we of going, us were like, yeah, you're going yeah. for a shift in direction of that song. Because both of us thought that the choral stuff itself had a really cool feeling to it apart from the song, but it just felt so jarring in the context of that song. And so then I think we talked about what if we put it like at the very end of the song. And for some reason I loved it as like a foreshadow which is kind of weird because you're taking a part of a song and you're putting it before the song exists. But I don't know. I, I really like it. And then um, we were listening to it and you had the little soft, is it, is it Spitfire audio? Spitfire audio. Soft. Everybody. Soft free, free, free soft. Free piano. soft. Piano. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows. I don't pay for anything. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> it's in like every record. I do pay for some stuff. It's the, it's the, uh, it you is know. actually on every record. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And he just started playing these really kind of random and out of time piano thing on top of those choral vocals. And I got chills. I loved it. And then I was like, okay, that's it. This is standalone. Let's just like leave this here. And then that's what the whole song is. I'm realizing it's not the soft piano. It's oh. it's another one that I actually did pay $29. So it's not Spitfire. Yes. It is Spitfire. Oh, okay, it is okay. Spitfire. Yes. At least not everyone can get that one. All the freebie people. Yeah, all the freebies. I mean, you know, it's not going to sound like this. No, no, no. <laughs> all, you know, and also the additional processing that I did, you know, they're not going to Surely get this is <laughs> something special. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. joking. I'm totally joking. But yeah, I mean, a very unique track so far as you're going through, you know, coming out of I Believe, which is a bigger song at the end. You kind of needs like some breathing room. Um, but I think it is... It, it's really interesting to kind of come into this just full choral thing all of a sudden um, that has no, there's no rhythm to it really, you know, and I'm curious, I mean, we can, we can talk about just the choral parts on the album. And I think this one really is the right, the appropriate time to talk about it because you came in with ideas to this album that you didn't have, you know, in, on previous songs and things. And maybe can you, can you talk about what it, I guess like where those ideas came from and how it kind of shifted the perspective of some of the songwriting and recording process as you went through. Let me set the story. It's late at this point. I think it's like nine, nine thirty PM maybe. I was the only one in the studio with Dan because our children were vomiting at home. So Mark had to be <laughs> what a, home, what a time. home oh with gosh. them. And we knew we just had to like get it done there as you know, we had a small week in the studio. Is this it one was, of the last days? I, I don't remember. I can't remember. I just know it was later at night. I mean, it wasn't that late, but we had been going all day and um, it was super hot in that studio. <laughs> no AC. Yeah, and we were struggling. It was a 90 degree week mid summer. We were struggling with this song because, like, we recorded the guitar and the vocals. The acoustic guitar and the vocals were recorded with the same mic. So they're live, which is still true on the revival track. They weren't. They're were separate mics, but oh, we, sorry. we well, were at close the same time. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. they bleed into each other. Yep. Um, and I kind of liked the. Um, the acoustic, but if I just couldn't, I didn't have any ideas mm -hmm. extra. And so I asked Dan if he would play electric and to just make up whatever chords he wanted to. So he started playing this like beautiful electric guitar 
kind of chords. And I just heard this like huge choral, ooh, like, I, I don't know, filling like the space of, of a cathedral kind of vibe. And I grew up in choirs since I was in like first grade. And I just had this thought of like, I don't want to overstate it. This needs choir. Well, well, so I really, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this in any of the other episodes, but I've always really cared that I made cool music. And I'm just going to break it to y'all. I'm not a cool musician. Like, (laughs) well, no, being a high school choir girl is not usually known as the pinnacle of cool, right? You got like the, the cool rock bands in high school. Those guys are pretty cool. Yeah, that was Mark. I was not that girl. I did musicals and I was in choir. I went to college to be a choir teacher. And did I you write, really? Yeah. I, I didn't know this. Didn't pan out. Yeah. I didn't. Wow. Uh, and I write like emotional songs on the piano. None of those things are like um, inherently considered cool. And so I used to fight against those. I thought that that was like the lame way to do music. And I needed to find a way to fit in with, with the cool kids. And there was actually something really sweet that happened in that moment in the hot studio. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> you know, in the studio. And I just thought, no, I want to, I want to do what I hear and what I love. And so like you just hiked up the reverb, you had like multiple mics. One was in a bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I just sang like with my choral voice and it was very freeing. There's something really fun to be able to sing with your whole big voice mm-hmm. because most people don't. Yeah, especially in modern music. Yeah. So we just layered it and I started like playing along and I just, I've always struggled with vocal layers when I layer my own voice on top of itself a bunch of times because it can sound robotic. But I was like, hey, that's the whole point of a choir. You're supposed to sound like one voice. Mm-hmm. So if this literally is one person doing it, that's, yeah. that's not a bad thing. I really like that a lot because I feel like the weird thing with making a record, it's like there's a a lot of different ways that you can make it with a lot of different intentions, but one, hopefully one Avenue of making a record is like, you're discovering more of what you sound like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that process can feel pretty, uh, what's the word? It can feel like destabilizing because there's so many things that you're influenced by and so many things that you're trying to like project into the world or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think even like going from EP to LP, it definitely feels more like you, mm-hmm. right? You know, and so I'm excited. I mean, one, it's really cool that you felt the freedom to go there on this one. And I'm also kind of excited to see what, if you ever make another record, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, like what that would be like too, you know, yeah. to kind of keep pushing on that same button of like, wh- who are you as an artist? And that's just feels really special. Well, yeah. Cause you just realize like, whatever I think is cool at the time, whatever music I might be listening to that I'm really liking, you know, I'm not going to make a better record than Bon Iver at what Bon Iver does. I love the music that he makes, but like, I'm not going to dominate that. So why can't I just make what I like and totally. let that be okay? Totally. Um, And so that's a sweet memory for me in like the whole record making process. And then I think it helped me to start to get more confidence just in what I wanted this to sound like, in what I get excited about. It was fun to bring Rachel in and hear all of her vocal parts that she brought. Um, And it just kind of like tugs at my heart in this spot of the way that I grew up learning to love music. Yeah. That may not be, you know, the hip thing anymore. I don't know that ever was, but (laughs) but people, I don't know, for all you 
500 people that are listening to this podcast right now. Um, Concurrently. Yeah, all at the same time. (laughs) Um, Those that have sang in choirs, there is something so powerful about getting um, a group of that many people together that all literally sound like one person. Yeah. So. Another thing I just remembered, which this might be solely for the nerds out there. Yeah. Um, For some reason, I opted... And this, I don't think it was out of laziness, but I, mm-hmm. I opted to not use a pop filter on the vocals. Do you mm-hmm. remember this? The entire record, I just basically like. I didn't ever have a pop filter. You didn't filter. for yeah. the whole the whole record. Neither did Rachel. And I think that there's actually something really cool. I I remember kind of feeling like this is like the weird. I think I obsess about this like weird stuff, but I remember feeling like I don't want anything between you and the mic. Hmm. Like I just wanted it to feel more free. And that having this like weird obstruction in front of it, which yeah, is really helpful to sound and kind of makes my job a little bit more challenging, kind of felt like it was somewhat in the way of what you were trying to do. And I, I'm kind of glad we didn't do it because I think in some ways it kind of like, I don't, the entire time I just remember we had the mic positioned in a certain way where mm-hmm. it was like, you could just stand up or sit. I think you did most of the vocals in the record sitting. Yeah. Right. And I think that was also really kind of cool too, except for the choral stuff that we did at the church was just there mm-hmm. was there was just a direct connection it felt more like less like let's use this mic as this piece of gear to get the certain sound and more of like let's use this microphone to just capture what's happening what's actually mm-hmm. happening and, you yeah. know what i mean in the room and just positioning it that way so i i, I will remember that fondly yeah that's good <laughs> that was cool well and that yeah. goes along with kind of what we were trying to do with this record anyways a lot a more live sound a more human sound that you know, there might be some peas here and there that are a little poppy. I don't know, totally. but might be some people clearing their throat in the background of songs. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that then, got, then got reverbed out. Yeah, that is yeah. no, 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 not, delayed not, not reverbed. No, it got dropped in octave <laughs> and then so, duplicated it. and and duplicated several times. So you, at one point, all the listeners will hear Marco. <clears throat> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, it's in Blessed. There's one point where you're going, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Like you also echoed <laughs> yeah, that something you said. Totally. Hey, you got to totally. just embrace it. Sometimes. Yeah, there fun. are kind of like, if you dig in with headphones, there are kind of some cool, like little Easter egg mm-hmm. stuff in the record, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. I was listening to it the other day and I was like, there's some really cool stuff in here. So yeah. Listen yeah. to it on headphones. For Please. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think that point about the vocals and you feeling like you were tapping into something from your history and something more close to like what you wanted for yourself to get out and maybe hadn't in a long time. I think that really was a turning point for other songs. Cause like then these things started to, you know, kind of spill into other tracks where you'd want more vocals, more harmonies. Like, and so there's, there's various songs on here that kind of stemmed from that idea of like, now I want this, all over the place (laughs) like not in a bad way um there were a few things like that though there was another track i don't remember if we've talked about this or not but there was another track where we just tried this like random piano thing where i was just like just play a bunch of random notes and then i'll reverse it and then it was like oh shoot that's really cool and we could use that so there's several things i think what i'm trying to say is like there's several like motifs across the record that kind of carry yeah, change a specific sound. and rocky ground both have the like twinkly piano of me just yeah. playing really really busy right um 
Yeah. And you, I think that's the beginning of Rocky ground mm-hmm. is the reversed. You're right. You know? Um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to be able to find the stuff that you like and to just have the confidence and not need to compare or compete with anybody else and mm-hmm. just say, this is fun. I think it's beautiful. I'm really proud of it. And I don't know. Yeah, it's it, right after we did this, you were like, let's do more choral stuff. Like totally. it just kind of like brings this like, okay, that was fun. That was our first time. But like n- now I, it just kind of opens your mind to more stuff that yeah. you can do. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Anything else you need to say about this? Well, it's, I kind of love that on the track listing, it says, I believe. And then it says, do I not believe enough? I actually love that. I yeah. do. It's so you guys, but I also really love that. <laughs> do you want to say more about that? Oh, I just like how that's a lot of what the record is. It's a lot of um, the tension between the two things that are both true. Um, and a lot of times just being a human, you have opinions and thoughts, but then you always have this worry after of like, is it enough? Am I enough? Is this okay? Am I doing okay? And and so, I don't know. I like those two next to each other. Yeah. Well, I think we'll leave it at that. Um, we can get into the content of the full song with lyric, lyrics and everything on the next episode. But for now, here is Do I Not Believe Enough? <laughs> <laughs>